Hey, this is Kiran Agrawal from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Daryl Hena with us. Daryl is ranked among the top one percent of Vegas realtors for the last ten years. He is the co-founder of the Bachelor Hena Group, and is also published various real estate books with over twenty years of experience as a realtor. Let's welcome our today's guest, Daryl Hena. Daryl, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for being on the show. It is a pleasure having you today, and I am super well, super excited to host you today. Daryl, let's begin. Be Interesting question. Please tell us you have been living in Vegas for fifty years. Tell us something years. interesting about yourself that most people don't know. We would like to know something about Vegas things that you have done in Vegas, living in Vegas. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, they they know me for real estate, yes. but I I owned uh, one of the largest masonry companies here in town for. 10 years. So my, my background's in contracting, mm. um, got a, a huge background in contracting. Um, and I was a DJ for a lot of years when I was younger. A lot of people don't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you played songs. So do you still play songs like for house parties and all? I, the, I played in the clubs. So I was a house music DJ in all the nightclubs. Right, right now, right now, before you did DJ and club right now, at this point in your life, Are you still into music? I'm still into it. I don't DJ anymore. I haven't DJed for a very long time. But uh, oh, I, I oh yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm teaching my son how to DJ now. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love I love music. Yeah. Yeah. Who is your favorite? Who is your favorite musician? Um, I've got a few. I mean, my James Abilia is uh-huh. my my favorite performer. Um, I, I like I, you know, Sasha and Digweed and all those guys are. The guys that got me into house music and and um, electronic dance music. So, you know, Digweed is probably the guy that like got me into DJing for sure. And do you like hip hop, rap? Do you like you all of it? it? Yeah, I do. I like country. Uh-huh. I like jazz, hip hop, all of it. I I listen to all of it. Good, good, nice too. Yeah. Let's let's do this conversation again after the interview. Right now, tell us how did you got into entrepreneurship? Tell us. The story behind entrepreneurship. Oh wow! Um, so when I was uh, about six years old, there was a knock on my door, and there was this beautiful girl. She was she must have been about sixteen years old at the door, and my my parents let her in, and she was introduced to me as my sister, oh. and she was my half sister, my my dad's daughter from a previous marriage. Yes, yes. And as the first time I ever met her. Uh, And, and I remember she was 16, 17 years old. And um, the next day, there was another knock at the door. And it was my brother-in-law, mm. who she was kind of running away from. Okay, <laughs> she, okay. She, was, uh, she lived in Miami. Yes. She came, to, she came to Las Vegas to get away from, they were getting a divorce. Uh, and he basically followed her mm-hmm. and came to our house. Mm-hmm. And that's where, I, that's where I met my brother-in-law. Now, my brother-in-law used to play for the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Frank Marlino. Mm-hmm. Um, he owned several car lots. He's, he owned several restaurants in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll never forget, he, he had this stretched um, limousine out front. And I remember getting in the limousine with, with my sister and him. And he was staying at the Rain Man suite at Caesars oh. Palace. Okay. And uh, so I stayed in the Rain Man suite and for like, I don't know, two or three days. 
And then I remember uh, a few months later flying to Miami and I was staying with them in their, they had a big house with like boats, dock, they have dock. And oh my God. Very, very wealthy. Uh, uh, my, my, bro my brother-in-law. Uh, and um, I was about six or seven years old. And, and that's where I, that's, that's where I got the bug to be an entrepreneur uh, is from my brother-in-law. So you saw that wealthy life and you thought that this is interesting, right? I too want wealth oh, yeah. and uh, you are a go-getter. You went yep. there and got it for yourself. So yeah, I remember, I remember uh, from that point forward, I started like mowing lawns. I started like picking up trash for people. I, I, I got a paper. I got my own paper route. Where I was yeah. throwing paper from a yeah, bicycle. Yeah, I, and, uh, I, I was hustling, man. I, I was, I was making money from seven or eight years old. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I, I never, I, I, I just told myself, I'm not going to like just work for some hourly wage. Like I don't, I know what's possible Yes, because yes. of my brother-in-law. Like I saw uh -huh. what was possible. He owned all these businesses and I was like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So interesting story right there. Uh, so are you, are you father and mother entrepreneurs or what did no. they No. So you no. come from yeah. a service-based background? My dad was a police officer. He's a retired police officer. Uh -huh. And my mom, my mom worked for a construction company. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was 16 years old, I actually was a laborer for that. For She worked for a company called Tiberti Construction, still uh -huh. here today. Um, so I was a laborer. And then I became a carpenter. I, I joined the Carpenters Union yeah. and, uh, until I was like age 18, 19, when I started my first um, construction company. Oh, but okay. um, yeah, so... Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, really, I'm the first business owner of my family. <laughs> oh, my God. So coming out of the blues, right? Uh, and with the fiery wings, the phoenix. <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> very nice. So if you can tell us about your opinion on the personality trait, right? You know success yourself. You know struggle yourself. You know hustle yourself, right? What are the yeah. personality traits one should have to reach success? Well, in, you know, in my, uh, and, and Darren, and just to elaborate the question, because people who have entrepreneur father or mother who have entrepreneur guardians, it is, it is somewhat easier for them when it comes to financial, right? Financial stability, they have it, uh, tell it from the service person perspective, right? A person uh, who comes from a service perspective background, wherein their father and mother and or guardian are in like, service. Because for them, uh, they run on, uh, they don't have money coming like left, right and center, right? Yeah. Uh, this is just uh, like monthly payment, right? So just speak from that perspective. How do you take risk, right? How do you take risk with that kind of mindset wherein you have to save money and not invest money? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> that, that's, 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 a, that's a good point. Um, you, I mean, I, it, people ask me all the time, Daryl, all the 30 years you've been a business owner, mm -hmm. like what, what's the, what's the number one thing that you've learned mm -hmm. through all these years? And it kind of answers your question. Mm -hmm. First one, you got to save your money. You, mm -hmm. you really have to become a really good saver mm -hmm. and not, not be a spender. And mm -hmm. especially when you're first starting out, like you really need to save your money mm -hmm. and, and, and be frugal mm -hmm. and, and, and not, you know, when, when you're younger, 
I mean, that that's how I was. I, I wanted to have all the nicer things. And I always, you know, I, I just spent a lot of money. If I could go back and do it again, I definitely would do things differently. Um, as far as what trait someone needs to be successful, that's easy. Uh, tenacity. Yeah. You gotta, you, you, you have to like, you have to really want to go out and get it every day. And it, it's not, it's not glamorous. It's, it's not fun. A lot of times it's, uh, it's not, a lot of times it's not rewarding just because you just grind and grind and grind and, you know, people just say no, no, no. And, you know, it, you have to work really hard to get to the yes, you know? Yes. Um, and I think a lot of people aren't willing to put that work in um, and they get defeated real easy. Like you've got to, you've got to get good at rejection. Um because it doesn't matter what business you're in. Yes, completely. It's all full of rejection. Yes. Rejection, rejection, And a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. Um, you got to get used to that, you know? Yeah, of course. So facing rejection and for facing rejection, you need to have tenacity. And with the time, when you're tenacious, it gets easier with the time because rejection for the first time, it hurts the most. It hurts 10,000%. But with the time, it comes to one percent, and then it then it is negligible, right? You don't feel rejection after so after the. Well, yeah, but then yeah, and then obviously with rejection and you know all the BS you gotta put, <laughs> you gotta put yourself through, then then comes the reward. Yes, because we don't we don't do this mm. for no pay. Right? <laughs> we we do what we do because we make a we make good money. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the reward, right? I mean, yeah, totally agree. You know, I, I tell new agents all the time, brand new agents that just got their license. Yeah. I tell them, you gotta, you have to be prepared to, you know, work your tail off, you know, have that tenacity mm. for for six to twelve months sometimes before you get your first deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's and it and it I I'm, I'm it's hard. You know, it is <laughs> it is really hard. Uh and that's where you know having um, you know, a lot of agents, they have to have a part-time job, mm. uh, because they have to pay the bills. Um, a lot of them are not able to save up enough money to not get a check for six months. It's, mm. uh, you know, very few people can do that. Um, and if you are one of those that has saved your money and you've taken the leap of faith, you know, a lot of people, I'd say, like, I've saved up enough money for three months of living expenses. I said, well, you better, <laughs> you better save up a little bit more than that. Because, I mean, the chances are you're going to pop a deal in the first three months mm. is probably not going to happen. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I always tell people I hope it does and it's possible. Mm. But you really need to prepare for six months mm. of living expenses if you can. Um, yeah. And that's why a lot of the younger people who are still living at home mm. and they're 18, 19, 20 years old, yes. and they have the opportunity to get the real estate license, but they're still living at home. Mm. You know, they're so quick to move out. And I, I tell people, no, no, stay, no. stay with your parents as long as you can. You know, get get that business coming in and then move out, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a great piece of advice because in America, in India, we like uh in India, we have a culture of like 21. We, we drop out of the home, right? Okay. We, yeah. But in America, I've seen 
younger younger people 15 and above they try to move out of house as yeah. possible not understanding <laughs> that they have expenses coming after they have moved out of the house right yeah. those expenses if not if not expect like if not spend that money and invested that could turn out to be a like source of income a new source of income so of yeah. course, I, i agree with you on that and a lot of those people that in in america they move out young they always come back <laughs> a lot of them end up coming back yeah they, they stay they come back for a longer time <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when did you move out darren uh i moved out when i was 18 um mm-hmm. i got married when i was 19 uh mm-hmm. i got my own place when i was 18 I started my first construction company when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um I I had plenty of money saved up. I I was I had been making money for many years. Yeah. Uh, so I was pretty, you know, at the time I was in my head I was financially set. Yeah, yeah. Um and my my fiance at the time was making good money. Yeah. Um so between us we we were good. Mm-hmm. Um and we were we were able to do it. And I've never went back home since. Um mm-hmm. but you know for the average younger person who wants to be in real estate mm-hmm. um god i wish i'd have got my license when i was 18 i got my license when i was uh how old would i have been like 35 oh no i was no i was like in your um, 30s i was 20 29 30 years okay. old okay yeah late 20s uh yeah um man I see these younger people that are getting their licenses when they're 18 or 19 years old. Yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the key thing for them is stay home, live small, mm-hmm. and, and get the, get yourself a really good mentor. I mean, that's I I would say that's the number most important thing for a young agent is to get yourself aligned with somebody who has a lot of experience. Who's positive? Who's you know? So many people take advantage of the so many brokers and and they, yeah. they take advantage of the younger people. Yes, uh, yes. you know they they're good for one or two deals and then they're gone. Mm. Then they, they get more in and then they're gone. They get more in and they're you know that's that's where recruiting you know these yes. big offices have big recruiting uh, offices and that's it's like a it's like that's their grind is oh, each agent's good for one or two deals. It is. And then they're gone, and then they get another one in for one or two deals. Then they're gone. You know, mm-hmm. um, be careful of that. Um, I'm not saying it can't work, but that's why I think there's such a huge demand for teams mm-hmm. in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get yourself on a good team mm-hmm. uh, where you got good mentors and they've got good training, and they're gonna, yeah, you have to you have to pay a little bit bigger of a split. Yeah, but you're getting leads. Mm-hmm. You're getting you're getting mentoring it's just i think it's priceless why don't you talk about the bachelor henna group yep okay please talk about it talk about the culture you have there so um me and uh, Jill, my my partner Jillian Bachelor that's where the bachelor comes from bachelor henna um we we joined forces january of 2018 mm-hmm. uh so we've been doing it for a little bit of you know four and a half years mm-hmm. um very successful uh before i before i started this team i was with the same broker for 15 years uh, uh and uh it was it was a big move for me but ever since i came over it's been it's been amazing um we just we just bought ownership into a title company nice uh, 
So we, we just, we own our own, we had, we were part owners in a title company. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking to become owners of a mortgage and insurance company. Mm-hmm. That'll be tied together with the title company. Yes. Yes. Um, so, you know, we're expanding. Um, we've got, uh, I think we're up to thir- 13 agents right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got five full-time staff. Mm-hmm. We've got three, three transaction coordinators. We have a full-time videographer um, mm-hmm. and we have a full-time marketing uh, social media girl uh-huh. um, and uh, then me and my partner. So we're, we're, we're right about 20, 20 people on the team. Okay. Okay. So tell us about your growth plan. Where do you see yourself going in, let's say, next 12 months? Next 12 months. Well, like I said, we just bought the title company. Yes, you did. Uh, or bought into the title company. We're um, we're expanding into mortgage and insurance. So uh, number of agents, number of agents right now, 13 agents and seven other people, right? How many agents are you aiming for? Um, I don't, I probably don't want more than 20 agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd like, you know, 15 to 20 mm-hmm. solid producing agents mm-hmm. uh, in this city is, is all I want. Um, and if I can get away with less, you know, I'm, I kind of like it where it's at right now. I mean, we, we do want to add some more, mm-hmm. um, but I would rather have a small group of agents producing at a high level. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, there's a lot of teams that, you know, they try to bring in 40 or 50 bodies mm-hmm. and, and each person's producing, you know, three to four deals a year. Yeah. Um, I would rather have 13 to, you know, 20 agents that are producing you know, 15 to 25, 30 deals a year, yes, you know, of course, um, and, and really concentrate on those agents. When you have 50 agents, mm-hmm. it's hard to, it's hard to help them individually. Uh, you have to hire, you know, a manager and you got to hire a trainer and you got to like right now, me and my partner can do a lot of it ourselves. I agree. Uh, we do a lot of the mentoring and training ourselves so mm-hmm. I, I like to focus on them and, and share everything that i know and, and mm-hmm. get them so they're they're producing at a high level yes yes daryl now please tell us about your investing career do you have rentals and why not and why yes yeah so uh, up until now I, I i have stayed away from being a landlord mm-hmm. which doesn't mean it's right uh, it's, it's up to this point, it's been right for me. I've, mm-hmm. I've, uh, purchased, renovated and flipped over 70 homes. Uh-huh. Um, and I actually got my real estate license to buy and flip homes. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get my real estate license to do general real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my real estate license in 2002, uh, right after nine 11. Um, yeah. and I, I, I did it cause remember I was a contractor. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at it to basically buy my own homes, renovate them and sell them myself. I didn't want to do general real estate. Yes. And that was, that was great up until 2008. And uh, then, uh, then, and then 2008 <laughs> happened and I was, yeah, I had to like reinvent myself yeah, like, right. like everybody else on the planet. Yes. Um, and that's really where I became a realtor, uh, was in 2008, 2009. Mm. Um, I started taking people to show property and, I had to go on listing appointments and I, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, uh, I had to learn it from the ground up. Um, and no one showed me. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have mm-hmm. anybody showing me what to do. I literally was 
thrown out to the wolves like you better make a living dude you know and it, i think it just was my entrepreneurial spirit yeah i figured it out like i was like okay so buying homes renting and flipping is not working Mm. And I was I was getting money from investors to do that. Yes. And and now obviously they're not putting money into that. What 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 are they putting money into? Uh, oh, okay. So now houses are worth half as much. Uh, so those those same investors, I'm like, why don't we start buying up these homes that are half price? <laughs> there was there was homes here in Las Vegas selling for forty dollars a square foot. You can't, you can't build the house for $40. For yeah, so I'm just like, that, that's got to be a good plan, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, man, I, I had so many investors just buying up like blocks of houses, you know, three or four uh, at a time, you know? Oh uh, and that, so 2000, 2008 was a tough year, but uh, 2009, 10 and 11 were my best years ever. Uh, uh, still to this day. <laughs> Those are my uh, it was amazing. And then, you know, you also had all the, the REOs, mm. the foreclosures and the short sales. Mm. So uh, because I was doing, I was buying so many homes mm -hmm. through, uh, we know the largest bank that was doing almost all the foreclosures was Bank of America. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing about a million dollars a month in purchases through Bank of America on the purchase side. Uh, uh, my lender, Joshua uh, Neves, worked for Bank of America. And so uh, we were doing all the loans, we were buying up all their REOs and they gave me my own REO account on the listing side. Uh -huh. uh, I parlayed that, that, that buyer relationship with the bank yes. to get me an REO account. So they uh -huh. were sending me listings. I was getting two listings a day. It was oh crazy. My God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did that for I did that for two years. Um, so that's why when I say 2009, 10, and 11, yeah, was yeah, I get uh, it. I get it. For me as a realtor, it, it was it was unbelievable. And then that ended, uh -huh. um, and then I was kind of like, okay, there's no more foreclosures. But uh, right now, I have a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I just you know. And, and really, it kind of goes back to what we were saying, you know, you have to change mm. the times, you know, you, yes. you have to become kind of like, I call it like a chameleon, like a lizard, like, you, yes. you gotta, you have to like, wharf into what's happening at the time. You know? yes. So even like right now, right now, we're going through a transition. Mm. We were a hot, hot, hot seller's market. Yeah. Now, that's not happening. Um, no, it, here is, I, I think in some places in the United States, it's still, you know, it's yes. still hot, but here in Vegas, that's pretty much stopped. Mm. Um, you got a lot of, um, buyers are very fearful. Mm. Um, you know, they're afraid of, uh, they're afraid that 2008 is going to happen all over again. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that, that's, that's what it is. It's, I, that I is like it, happy about it. <laughs> PTSD, you know, everyone's freaked out, you know. They haven't forgot about what happened. So how uh, about how about that? Is Daryl happy about it? Like next three years again? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just going to be something different. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm always excited to see what you, the you next are open to opportunities. If something comes up, you know you are going to grab it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, you know I I I attended a um, 
who's the 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 owner of Microsoft? Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates. So I, I I I was listening to Bill Gates speak in person, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, "Nobody in this room, including myself, mm-hmm. can guarantee our employment. Nobody, nobody." He goes, I could be gone tomorrow. Like I can be replaced tomorrow, mm-hmm. but, but we all can guarantee our employability. Uh, okay. So none, none of us can guarantee our employment, mm-hmm. but we can all guarantee our employability. Yes. Right. Yes. yes I mean, course. the company you're working for, my broker, Simply Vegas, it could be out of business tomorrow. You yes. know, yes. you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you guarantee your employability mm-hmm. and you're a hard worker and you're, you got that tenacity mm-hmm. and, you know, people respect you and you do what you're supposed to do, there's always going to be somebody that's going to employ you. Always. Well, you know what? It is always said that even one word from really successful person can change your life. Right. And Absolutely. you have met Bill Gates in person. And that sentence is like the one that I love. Out of all, it stayed with me. It will stay with me also. So, why don't you tell us about the way that you are marketing online, right? You have somebody who is doing your marketing, right? So, what what do you focus on when it comes to online marketing? Do you do Google ads? Do you do Facebook ads? Do you do YouTube ads? As you have uh, video videographers also, right? Are you active on YouTube? Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah, we do. uh, Well. We have me and my partner have huge social media presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do everything: TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything. Um, and uh, you know, we we do have someone that does it for us, mm-hmm. but we both do a lot of it ourselves too. Uh, it's not, I don't just hundred percent rely on somebody to do it for me. Yes, yes um, we we shoot our own videos. We have a videographer that shoots our videos as well, mm-hmm. but you'll see me and my partner always doing little selfie videos uh-huh. all the time uh, yeah. and posting it. We also have a podcast, mm-hmm. um, so it's called Vegas Real Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on it's on Apple, it's on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. and so you know that's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so many so many amazing things happen when you when you do the work. Yeah, and of when, course. When you when you put yourself out there and you you help people and you interview people and you meet new people and you mm. if you just put yourself out there, there's so many good things that come from that. Yes. Uh, aside yes. from aside from business, I mean, we get leads and we get stuff. I mean, obviously that's the reason why we do it. And maybe but, maybe maybe what could happen, Daryl, is you could meet one of the biggest uh, pastry shop owners in Vegas. Oh, for sure. No, absolutely. I yeah. just met oh, you, maybe. Like, you, you, you are, right? You you were the biggest pastry shop owner in Vegas. Is that correct? Say that, I was, say that again. You were the pastry shop owner for like 10 years, you mentioned. Oh, oh the masonry company. Yeah. Yeah. It was? What's that? What it was the, it? No, it wasn't the largest. It was like, it was the second largest. It was a, what kind of company it was? Masonry. Uh, block. So you know, like block walls, uh, stone. I said, like I thought, yeah. I thought, I thought you said pastry in the beginning. Oh, pastry! No, 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 <laughs> pastry. <laughs> pastry. Yeah. So, pastry company. Okay, okay. So yeah. I wish you good to meet you today. 
Tell us about your favorite quotation, Daryl. What is your favorite quotation? Well, I've got a few. I've got two of them, actually. Probably uh, you should have many of them, but you are going to tell two of them. <laughs> okay, so uh, my, 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 probably my favorite one is Michael Jordan. Um, he said, some people want it to happen, some wish it would happen, and some make it happen. So I've always loved that, you know, because there's so many people that talk about doing stuff and they have these great ideas and they, you know, they, they wish things would happen. And I wish I had a better life. And I wish I, I wish I was making all this money and I, I wish I owned a business and, uh, but, but then there's people that, you know, they go make it happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of my favorite, one of my favorite people on earth is Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary B. Yeah, um, I do. Yes. So you know, he he says it too. He's like, dude, do something. Like, just mm -hmm. do it. Stop worrying about what you look like. Mm. Stop. You know, what if you can what if yourself to death? Like, yeah. go go do it. You know. Um, and my second one is uh, Winston Churchill said that uh, success is the ability to go from failure to failure uh, to failure. Yeah, and not and not lose your enthusiasm. Yeah, not lose enthusiasm, of course. <laughs> so two of them, both of them, same meaning, right? But yeah. different ways of putting them in. So it well, is because if you if you take Michael Jordan's one and you're you go and, and you decide I'm gonna make it happen. Yes. I'm I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna start my business. I'm gonna whatever it is. Yeah. Chances are you 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 may fail. The yeah. odds are that you're probably gonna fail if yes. you look at if you look at most of the self-made billionaires in the world, yes. they all failed five, six, seven times, Yes, uh, you know, yes. before they figured it out. Yes. So when you, when you're failing and you're failing and you're failing, mm -hmm. you, you, it's so, it's, it's so easy to lose enthusiasm, but do not lose it. And most people do. Yes. Most people, when they fail the first time, mm -hmm. they're done. They go out and get their, 40 an hour a week job. They're like, dude, I'm not doing that again. Where is my paycheck? <laughs> Where is my paycheck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it completely. So tell us about the book that you're writing or the books that you have written, Darren. What books have you written or written on real estate? And if you were to write a book about yourself and your life, what would be the name of the book? So there's a few of them. Okay. <laughs> so there's you know, they're, they're books about real estate, buyers, sellers, probate, you know, divorce, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh -huh. um, but I've, I've always said I, I want to write a book mm -hmm. about my life. Um, and that's easy. It would be called What Not to Do. <laughs> <laughs> so what have, you, what have you done that you advise people not to do? I, I'm, I'm like, I'm interested oh, in <laughs> uh, I mean, the biggest one is just not, not saving money like i should have um spending too much okay what did you spend your money on because living in vegas you could be spending on so many things what was your interest when it comes to spending money as a young person and today when when you are in like middle age what do you spend your money on when did oh, i can tell you right now um, yeah. a, a perfect example um yeah. when i first met my wife mm -hmm. um so 14 years ago uh -huh. um, I was making good money. Okay. Uh, I didn't have a ton of money and okay. I was, uh, 
before I'd met her, I was partying and I was uh-huh. going to the nightclubs, you know, do, doing the single yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but then when I when I started dating her, you know, I I really wanted to 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 impress her, mm-hmm. uh, and I I I was uh, I I remember I I was renting a home mm-hmm. uh, with with one of my buddies. Mm-hmm. I had a roommate, um, and I go well. Obviously, I'm not gonna freaking date this girl like living with with my buddy. Mm-hmm. So. I went and le- I went and rented a big home in Summerlin. Summerlin's uh, like the number one area in Las Vegas. Yeah, right? yeah, I get it, I get so it. instead of instead of buying it, <laughs> I, I I probably could not have afforded that big of a house at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I could go rent it. Mm. Mm. And it was a big house. It had a pool, three car garage, uh, big three thousand square feet on you know, because yeah, I had my daughter. Because yeah. my at the time Mina was my my daughter was nine years old. Um and then uh i i went and leased her a uh cadillac escalade mm-hmm. uh i was leasing a, a lexus ls460 mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we were going to disneyland you know five times a year we were doing all this stuff i mean it was just uh, spending money trying to keep up with the joneses trying to impress people uh, um and and was ended up being a really huge mistake Mm-hmm. uh because and and again it goes back to kind of what gary v says mm-hmm. you've got to like in the beginning live as small as you can mm-hmm. save as much as you can mm-hmm. and then if you do that correctly in the beginning mm-hmm. when you get older you can you can live life however you want you know yes and yes, yes. Own home, you, you, you know you pay off your cars you don't have like all these this big overhead that mm-hmm. just eats up all your money every every month Mm. And that's what, that's what I had created for myself mm. was this big, just money eating mm. machine. You know? <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't building any assets for myself. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all making everybody else rich, you know, yeah. and rental and all cars. And, yeah, you know, yeah. It was horrible. So, yeah. you know, that's just one example of, of many mistakes that I've made. Yes, yes. So thank you so much, Daryl, for sharing that mistake with us. And we'll make sure yeah. we invest our money and not spend it. With yep. that said, can you please tell us about your Instagram handle? Because you said that you're online. Can I tell you what? I'm sorry. Instagram. Instagram handle. Facebook. Oh, Instagram. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, at Vegas Real Property. Vegas Real Property. Yeah. V-E-G-A-S-R-E-A-L-P-R-O-P-E-R-T-Y. Vegas real property. Vegas real property, guys. Do follow him. Wonderful guy to interact with. Had a lot of energy and he's not losing enthusiasm no matter what. With that said, that was today's episode of the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much, Daryl, for being Thank on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Was, it. it was an honor hosting you today. I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. <laughs>